Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Well, <laughs> what's going on, everyone? Welcome to Blazing Rye Radio. It's your host, Ryan Holmes. It's looking like the uh, audio file that we made the default one to start at the show is not going, so let's uh, do that now. From the baddest borough in the world, Brooklyn, New York, it's Blazing Rye Radio. On the show, Canadian rock band The Truth. And from the band Pixikill, Jewel and Blair Rustania. Featuring the Blazing Rye panel. And now, Pittsburgh fishing legend. Ryan Holmes! All right, we got a great show for you all today. We have the Trues. We also have uh, Pixie, the girls from Pixie Kill. But first, it's the Blazing Ride panel. Um, my panelist today, she is headlining the Harrisburg Comedy Zone August 10th at 8 p.m. in Pennsylvania. It's Ashley Austin Morris. Hey, Ashley. Hi. How are you? How are, I'm good. How are you doing? Good, thank you. Good. And um, we, we are waiting on another panelist uh, to, to uh, call in. But I, uh, who is I'm that? Um, Didn't they hear? Be, Don't uh, be torty for the porty. Uh, what did you say? Don't be swarthy for the party? I said don't be torty from the party. It's from a Desperate Housewives. I don't know which one. I don't remember which season. I think it's like Atlanta season one. Don't be torty okay, for the so party. That's not, that's not Desperate Housewives. And that's like Real Housewives, right? No, that's like the Real Housewives of Atlanta. Right. Right. Okay. Anyway. I, uh, I actually <laughs> will watch the, the Desperate Housewives, but I have no clue what you're talking about. So that's what we're talking about, Real Housewives. All right. So, anyway, let's start talking about the hot topic for the day. Uh, Jason Selvig, call in. All right. Uh, so, Ashley, um, let's, let's get this started. Uh, some big news in politics this week. President Obama is asking for a deal with Congress within the next two weeks to tackle mounting deficits and allow an increase in the federal debt ceiling. However, he didn't rule out using constitutional arguments to increase how much money the government could borrow. Ashley, what do you think the president's... Uh, downplaying with this issue will have, do you think it will have a good effect to come or not? 
Well, I just feel like you might as well, like, this is how I feel about all of it right now. Like, you might as well go into a bodega and be like, I would like to purchase this in bubblegum and kisses and kitty cats. Because that's what money is worth now. It's like, what are we talking about? It's gotten so out of control that it just, like, it doesn't matter. It, it's ridiculous. I mean, does anyone ever walk past that? horrible artwork in Union Square that shows the national debt, and it just, like, rises constantly. So I don't really understand. Oh, yeah. what, you know what I'm talking about? So I don't... Uh, yeah, and I, I thought that was the debt, and people have told me that it's not the debt, but it is the debt, right? No, it is the debt. It is the debt. Okay. I used to think it was time ticking by, and that made me want to die, but then I found out it was the debt, and I was like, oh, who cares? <laughs> okay. Um, okay, fair enough. Well, I'll tell you what we'll do. I think we're going to – let's try calling uh, Jason. By the way, uh, I, I think that – I don't think the president's out of line in suggesting that we go back to the old uh, Bill Clinton days when, when people were happy. You? No, like I said, Bill Clinton is Studio 54. It's your parents' stories about Studio 54. Everybody was on drugs and very happy. That's what Bill Clinton is. So I say we go back to Bill Clinton as well. I mean, about his politics, you know, with money. Yeah, I agree. And the sleaziness. We need the president should be a little bit sleazy, no? I mean, obviously it's effective in his political skills. I didn't catch that last part. What did you say? Let's not worry about it. Let's try calling Jason now. See if this works. This is exciting. Man, this this. Okay, here we go. Oh my gosh, but we shouldn't say it's you. Just tell him his refrigerator's ready. Jason, Jason Selvig, hey, how are you? I'm great. Who is this? Are, are, you, are you? It's 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 Ryan, your your best friend for like a decade. Are, are we? Are you doing the panel right now with us? Am I on the panel right now? You are on the panel. We were waiting for you, your call. Are, are you good to go? I was supposed to get a text with the phone number from Jonathan Demar. I, I never received that. <laughs> um, well, Ashley, what do, what do you have to say to that? I was going to go with your refrigerators running when you answered, but evidently that's been blown. I cannot okay. believe that I'm talking to Ashley right now. This is incredible. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so to clarify who we all have on the lines here, uh, Ashley Austin Morris headlining the uh, Harrisburg Comedy Zone um, uh, August 10th in, in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. We were actually just, just there, Ashley. Um, were and, you really? Uh, how, where is it? Yeah. Like, I've never been there. And they asked me what my target audience was, and I said, how many gay people are in there, are in Pennsylvania, and please get them all. <laughs> well, they have a Chipotle. That's that's all I know. We, we went on the oh. way back from uh, Pittsburgh. And also right. um, joined by the man who uh, came way closer to marrying Avril Lavigne than I'll ever come to marrying Brendan Urie. And... Uh, he uh, okay. also, when asked what he wanted to promote today, he said abstinence, Jason Selby. So, Jason, thank you for joining us. <laughs> for others, not me. I, I I can't go back in time. I'm going to put a headpiece in. Hold on. This is going to take a second. I can't. Right, I'm not going to so hear I'll you. start explaining the next topic so you'll be completely lost. Um, so let's, let's move on to the next thing. What, uh, what did I miss? What did I miss? Nothing yet. We're, we're talking about Los okay. Angeles now. Um, now they're going uh, to shut down the 405, um, which you know it carries 500,000 cars every day. 
Uh, people are being very honest about it. The mayor is saying, don't do anything. Like, don't get out of town. This is going to be a disaster. Uh, what do you make of this, Jason Selvig? Well, well, we lived in Burbank for a while, so whenever we wanted to go down to the west side, to the ocean, we always have to take the 405. And it's, it's hell, hell on earth. There's like three lanes at the top of the uh, mountain, and you're always stuck there. And uh, it's awful. So I think this is a good thing, because I'm in New York. I don't have to deal with it. But uh, <laughs> everyone else there, I don't know, go for a walk or something. Go for a walk. And uh, Ashley, yeah. what do you, how do you think people should handle well, it? Well, all of my staff actually lives in Los Angeles. I have an apartment there that I'm never at. Um, and this is good news for me, because I believe I did just pull, like, a, a Judy Garland at my agent's office and was like, we're going to make this work in New York. We're not going back to Los Angeles. <laughs> I know, literally, like, I just came from doing that. I'm not kidding. So this is great because I can be like, see, I won't even be able to get to my audition. Wait, so Ashley, yeah. you're staying here in New York? You're here? Yeah, because, well, yeah, because I just, I refuse to go back. Like, every time I go back, it's for, like, a day, and I have a nervous breakdown, and I have to go to sliding <laughs> scale therapy, and it's just like, no, I have to stay in New York. Now, for the I was thinking of moving back, and now I'm not going to. I'm going to Wait, you're thinking of moving back to Los Angeles? <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking of moving back. No, don't do no, it. Don't do to. it. No. Good. I'm not going um, to, but I don't have a reason to. Yay. Uh, Jason, <laughs> did, did, did Ashley Austin Morris's decision to stay in New York have anything to do with your decision to stay in New York? Only 90%. Wait a second, really? <laughs> Wait a second. Yeah. Really? Sure. No, I have the yeah. biggest crush on you. You have no <laughs> idea. You have no idea. Uh, I, I've been true. replaying what I said to you after the show over and over again, and it was so stupid. It was just so stupid. What? After the anniversary show, what did you say to Ashley? After the anniversary show, I said, like, great job or something stupid. When, like, really I, was, I wanted to say, I love you. I am in love with you. But I felt like no, that would be weird. And even right now, you it's know. weird saying it. It feels good, but it, it's weird. No, but it feels good to hear it. I think I love you, too. Oh, my gosh. Okay, well, you, can't, you can't just say things like that to me because I really take them to heart. No, I'm on 34th and 7th. Where are you? Oh, my God. I'm in Williamsburg. What are you up to? What are you up to tonight? Wait, Ashley, did you just give um, everyone I, your, your well, address? You didn't, did I you did, give everyone but guess what? Yeah, okay. My bank account is overdrawn by $14, so if you're buying, I'm up to anything. <laughs> All right, I can afford a six-pack of something, so just tell me what it is. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think so we did uh, We're the worst panel ever. <laughs> and and this is the best you panel no ever. Are you kidding me? This is incredible. Uh, Ashley, you have no clue who the hell Jason is, do you? But I'll take love wherever I can get it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on. Uh, to the, I'm so glad we've made this love connection here. But last thing we got to do is cover this Casey Anthony thing. Um, Casey oh. Anthony trial, he's free to go. Uh, well, 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 what, do you, what do you make of? Uh, She's not free to go. She's got four years. Four years in prison. Four, four years. Right? Uh, but yeah, but she's. It says she's slated to be released from jail, or she was released today. Yeah. Right. For her uh, for good behavior. Yeah, but she is sentenced no, for four no. years for something else besides killing her kid. Right. So uh, Ashley, what do you think of this verdict? Oh. 
Listen, I read Medea. It doesn't end well. Well, actually, it does because you know what? She gets to leave on a chariot. Like, that's how Medea ends. So, I guess, like, oh, that's. Does it? The no, no, no. She gets out of jail. Yeah. Medea? Are you talking about Tyler Perry? Yeah, she gets out of jail. I'm actually talking about the Greek story. Oh, Medea. Okay. Oh, oh wow. Um, anyway, um, but and, you know what? I'm a comedian and, like, not a very good one, so I don't want to make any judgments about what should happen to this lady because I would not want Tyler Perry making a judgment as to what happened to me if I ever killed a kid. So I don't right. think I should comment. Okay, and Jason, what do you think about Tyler Perry getting out of jail? That work, <laughs> I can't believe it. I think he should be locked away forever. I, I really do. I, uh, I, think I don't. I don't know. I, I really. I haven't been following this at all. This is like the. Yeah. This, this is the whole thing is like the stupidest thing in the world to me. I don't care at all. I think it's a well, stupid it's thing. Just, it's a stupid waste of time. The whole thing. Yeah. It's, it's probably been like not treated post, you know, post baby trauma, whatever that's called. I think anything that, like, Nancy Grace talks about is just automatically, it's worthless. Who cares? Yeah, me, well, too. me too. I am so glad you said that because do you know how how Nancy Grace makes me feel, Jason and Ashley? I have a feeling. Awesome. Okay, what's your feeling? I'm not... Um, It's a song, but I can't remember. <laughs> exactly. I don't Jason, uh, thank you so much for the transition. Here's my certain way. Nancy Grace must stop. Whatever verdict she pushes for, the opposite will be reached. She needs to learn that the, less, the lessons of the secret, you know, whatever you put out there, you get back. The more angry venom she spouts, the more corrupt our justice system becomes. Even her staff pulls practical jokes on her. Did, did you guys ever see the, the show where she's like, okay, what are the, the rape stats for this girl and uh, the, the whole lacrosse, the Duke lacrosse? team scandal, uh, and then the guy starts talking about athletic stats, and Nancy Grace is like, no, no, not the athletic stats, what are you talking, I'm talking about the rape stats, so if she's that mean that her own staff is doing stuff like that to her, joking about serious issues, then obviously there's a problem, so my point here is that Casey Anthony is not the one who's guilty, it's Nancy Grace, guilty of poisoning all of our minds, putting us all in a bad mood, and forcing us all to root for truly evil people, she said today, the devil is dancing based on this verdict. Nancy Grace, you are the devil. Daniel, thank you so much. Any any other uh, sweet nothings you want to whisper into each other's ears? Um, I have uh, to whisper sweet what time is it nothing. Good? Oh, I'm I'm free now. I'm always free. Um, I have to whisper <laughs> something into all of your listeners' ears. Well, first of all, Nancy Grace needs to stop encouraging women in the Midwest to get that kind of haircut. It's not attractive. Nobody likes it. Anyway. Um, but I do have to say, yes, please go to my comedy show in Pennsylvania, wherever that is, on August 10th. I would really appreciate it. If you can find it, hopefully I can find it. However, Monday night at Birdland, 7 p.m., Julie Halston's show will be happening. It is She is the funniest woman in all of Manhattan. Get your tickets. I'll be there. It's the place to be Monday night, 7 p.m. Awesome. And Jason? I don't, really, I don't have anything to plug. I just Except abstinence. Okay. Um, I well, love you, Jason. 
I love you. Oh my God. Thank oh you. Thank my you. God. By the way, Ashley, you uh, uh, when we were on our way back from Pittsburgh, almost reaching Harrisburg, uh, we literally saw a car blow up at a rest stop. What? Uh, I, I, I was there too. I saw that too. That was like the worst rest stop ever. Wait, <laughs> I mean, a, it was car? Crazy. a car? Yeah. Blew a car blew up. Car blew up. Three on like fire that. on the way to Pittsburgh. It was crazy. And all I requested wow. in my dressing room was Starburst. I should have requested a helicopter. <laughs> oh, I thought you were saying that, Carburst. Yeah, Starburst. Boo. <laughs> on that note, thank you guys so much. Talk to you soon. Thank you. Bye. Bye. I love you both. I love you, Jason. Love you, Ashley. Um, all right. And uh, let's uh, move on to the truth. Highlights and action spots. How about <laughs> I know. Um, okay, so, uh, hey everyone, Blaze and Rider Radio. I'm sitting here in beautiful Park Slope, Brooklyn, with the Trues. Uh, welcome to the show, guys. Nice, um, nice vocal projecting. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Uh, so, Sean, um, now, you uh, you said that doing acoustic songs makes, uh, makes you a better musician. Why do you think so? Um, probably because you just have to pay attention to uh, details that, um, you know, loud instruments probably cover up. You know, there's like, there's, you really can't get away with everything whenever it's that stripped down. You know, pretty good and tight and everything gets me into it. You know, you can't really, you can't really hide it. It's okay, because everything gets picked up. Yeah, yeah, yeah everything's very, very subtle. Cool. So you guys are now the trues, but you started as One-Eyed Trouser? How come you guys got rid of that uh, that name? That name would never. Ten years ago, I've never known if that name ever existed. Um, you know, um, we, were you know actually, we were in lovely lads. We, we started out under that. We did some shows, but actually, Sean was never around for that. Uh, so <laughs> it was it was me and Colin and Jack. He's just around for this. And we played uh, <laughs> we played under that name in high school. It's basically just being. Uh, we always wrote songs or attempted to write songs, but we were mostly doing covers and playing dances and that kind of thing. Um, and that was the name. And it was, we lifted it from uh, Monty's Python film, The Meaning of Life. Sure. The one I trust. The Dick Song, I think. <laughs> the Dick Song? Yeah. Is my Python the artistic, creative influence on you guys? Oh, they're brilliant. They're brilliant. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, if we were in comedy, <laughs> it would be our <laughs> biggest influence. Yeah, man. Well, speaking of comedy, I've, I've noticed that uh, a lot of your song titles are, um... Stupid. <laughs> no, they're just kind of, de- like, depressing. So she's leaving, yearning, poor old broken-hearted me. But it does, is, is, it, do you guys, is it, like, a, a common theme for you guys to kind of uh, get real emotional with, uh... It, yes. Your music? I mean, I guess it is for anyone, but, uh, like, I noticed there's kind of a trend uh, amongst these song titles. Yeah. Um, I think that sometimes song writing comes out of a place of angst, and you can't avoid it. And all of a sudden, your most memorable tune has maybe a depressing chorus line, but it's a great great song or whatever. That's how it kind of comes about. I don't think it's uh, preconceived. I don't don't think anything, any of us have a depression agenda. It just so happens that, you know, oh, this feels really good. Oh, it happens to be about, oh, okay, well, whatever. Same girl, different song. Yeah, definitely. 
Okay, and I guess people can relate to that, and that's so it's. Yeah, and I don't. It, it's it's more important about what we can relate to, like what we uh-huh. remember, and, and you know what sounds the best, and what works the best out of the flick. It's yeah. it's sometimes just way more boring and clinical than what people would think. And then you look back on it, and you're like, oh wow, shit! Every time you look, oh, okay, okay, whatever. But they're all there, you know. And the songs are great. You know, it's, it's definitely not a theme. I, if I could write a great heartfelt song, about, like about, like my right on, I would, but I just can't. Right. Is that something any other guys want to try, writing a heartfelt song? Yeah, they, they, they try every day, but they just can't do it. <laughs> um, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think it's as preconceived as some people think. Mm-hmm. So, um, don't want to And also, what what else do you get? I mean, what do most dudes like, spend their time up obsessing over? Probably girls, So it's... Impacts the life, whatever impacts your life, impacts what you write, etc., etc. Yeah, man. Um, so I've read that you guys uh, are are quoted saying the industry demands you to quote uh, compete. Do you find that being a, a negative? Does that take away some of your your freedom with the music, or do you find that it's a good thing that it kind of inspires you? Well, I I think that we're making the kind of music we want to make, you know, um, because that's the truth, and I think that actually takes part of the bio, that's why Buddy writes, I don't know if it's a direct quote, but, um, but I think what he's referring to is like, uh, how sometimes, I guess you feel a little bit of pressure to, to be up here to yourself, but, um, at the end of the day, I don't think we'd be making drastically different music if it was just a hobby, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, we're still, we're still making what we, the, the kind of music we grew up listening to and loving is, you know, it's not like we go home and listen to a totally different kind of music than we create. It's just sort of a sum of what we listen to. What you, what you end up with is some of the Right. And you guys had a, a sort of a, some sort of downtime recently where there was kind of a, a blank canvas that yeah, you guys could start. Yeah, it's a little bit, yeah. A new one, I guess. I know, it's um, a bit exaggerated and it's, it's, it's a little dramatic, I guess, but... So we basically happened? did that acoustic record. Yeah. We did that uh, Friends and Total Strangers acoustic CD. Uh-huh. Yeah, I can't see. Uh, anyway, so uh, and that led to um, basically, like, I think we felt like after that tour, we could sort of do whatever we wanted. You know, we, we were known for holding your arms and we were going forward and kind of sort of leaving it. Like, had, like, this trend of, like, heavy rock and stuff. And then uh, the acoustic record sort of drew, like, a different ball.
he was he came on sort of accidentally. As yeah, he just sat down, grabbed a guitar with music. We'd just sit around the living room and play guitars. Basically, our schedule is wake up at noon, you know, have some coffee, sit around the living room, invite one little stick, and then break the supper, work from seven till dawn. Wow. So that was our, yeah, we made one of those types of records. I think it's a special Yes, definitely. Um, so, you guys have, um, you mentioned that it was in Bath that you were recording this, and uh, I read in your bio the truth were tired when they walked into the bathhouse, they were rejuvenated by the time they walked out. That sounds, I mean, that kind of shit would kill you, right? you know, if you walk into the bathhouse and walk out rejuvenated. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's, it's called the bathhouse. Let me clear the air. Bathhouse. Once really? and for all. B-A-1-T-H-O-U-S-D. Um, oh. It's, uh, I don't know. It, 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 it's a common that's misconception. <laughs> Pretty much the best thing I've ever heard. All right, next one. Um, okay, next one. All right. All right, so uh, how about this? This quote came from Performer Magazine. Uh, the Trues are, without a doubt, the greatest rock band of their generation. That's quite a compliment. Yeah, he was fired. <laughs> no, um, no, he, uh, yeah, we were super, like, that's high praise. And, uh-huh. and thank you very much to the writers who said that. Um, I think he talked to you. We don't go around introducing ourselves as such on stage. Uh, right. But uh, we, we definitely appreciate it. It'd be great if you did. We're the greatest rock band. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the greatest rock and roll out of their generation. Us. <laughs> um, so you guys have a big show coming up. Uh, Mercury Lounge, June yeah. 28th. You guys excited? Yeah, we played there in January. and it was, it's, a good, it's a good place for us. We played there a few times. And it's always fun, you know. It's, uh, it's a good neighborhood. Um, okay, last thing we got to do, uh, we uh, we always play a game on the show. It's called Hot or Hot Mess. I'm going to give you guys a quick list of things. You tell me if they're hot or hot mess. This is specific to you guys. You've worked with a number of great artists. Um, yes, so I, I'll give you uh, an artist. Yeah, but you, what is hot mess? It's all in the eye of the beholder. Okay, so, in the eye of the holder. <laughs> all right. All right, so uh, uh, Guns N' Roses, Hot or Hot Mess. Hey, God, I don't understand, like, so hot is better than, like, usually. hotter mess? So hot mess is bad, usually bad. But being a hot mess sucks. Yeah. Being a hotter mess sucks, it's more than being a hot mess. Well, it's not hotter mess or hot mess. It's hotter, hot or hot mess. I don't understand. Oh, hot or hot mess. Hot or hot mess. Hot mess or hotter mess. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, no. Oh, okay. Okay, so again? Guns and Roses? <laughs> 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 All right. Um, Nickelback, hot or hot mess? Next, we've heard of these things. Okay, come on, we have to have a certain level. Alright, how about uh, the Tragically Hip? Oh, hot. hot. Love hot. Oh, okay. Justin Bieber. Uh, hot mess. <laughs> not, not in the eyes of you Right. Know, right. You're not down with the beef? I don't like it. I know, I know I'm like 42 years older than that guy, but <laughs> fuck him. <laughs> okay. Um, I met him once. <laughs> oh, yeah? All right, and I'm, I'm not 42 years old. No. 41. 41 years older. Outside of the How about, uh, how about... I was going to get out there and everybody's like, the Jews are so weird. <laughs> how about, um, 
uh, cheap tricks. Hot or hot? Oh, hot. Love cheap tricks. Hot love. Kidding me? Hot love. Oh. <laughs> and um, Kid Rock, hot or hot mess? Hot. 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 with that guy needs to kill it. Well, I can't thank you guys enough. I'm really excited to see you perform. Yeah, man. Thank yeah, you for time. Thank you so much. You. All right. The Trues. <laughs> All right. Now what it seems First to 
Truths. Uh, and um, now joined by the girls of Pixie Kill. Hey, how are you? Hey, we're good. How are you? I'm, I'm doing all right. So are you guys on, you're calling it from one line? Yeah, we are. We're on speaker, so we can both hear you. Oh, okay. Great. All right, well, thank you so much for joining us. Um, it's been a, an episode of technical issues thus far, but I think from here on out, it's going to be all gravy train. Uh, awesome. So, <laughs> uh, now you guys actually directed and edited your video for your single, uh, Chameleon. Where do you guys learn to do all that jazzy jazz? Because I've seen Final Cut Pro, and I can't even open the box correctly. Um, well, my cousin actually taught me a little bit, and that sort of started me off into the editing world. And um, I don't know, I just, I would edit in my spare time. We would film random videos, and that sort of got me to, I don't know, grow a, a love for editing and stuff like that. So when we um, had the concept for the video, we were like, okay, we have to direct and edit this because, you know, we had a vision for it, so we wanted it to turn out the way we really wanted it to. Okay, so you guys wanted to make sure that you did it. You're, you kind of didn't want anyone else to mess with it then? Yeah. Got you. Uh, creative control, very important. Um, so uh, if you're just tuning in, joined by uh, Jewel and Blair Restanio. Rest, uh, um, am I pronouncing that correctly? Yes. Okay, great. All right, so you guys, you describe uh, your name, Pixie Kill, as a superhero within us. So I have to ask, if you had one superpower, uh, what would it be, Jewel? Well, mine would be um, the ability to take on the uh, the power of any animal. So, like, um, at my call, basically be a bird or, like, a spider and climb on walls or breathe underwater, stuff like that. Oh, cool. And what about you, Blair? Um, I would have to say super speed because my favorite comic book is The Flash, and I just I love that ability. It's so cool. So super speed. Super speed and the powers of of an animal. All right. Yeah. Fair enough. You know, I, just, I recently asked a coworker, uh, if you were to create, like, the perfect animal, what would you create? And he turned around and he immediately goes, shark's head? as if he had been thinking about this forever. And I just brought it up completely randomly. Shark's head, rhino's body, uh, he would have porcupine spikes as a beard, so he was putting all these different animal uh, traits together, and, and it wound up being this animal called Sharkobrosaurus. Uh, that, I think, would sort of suit your needs, Jewel. Definitely. <laughs> um, okay, so you guys grew up, I read, in a haunted stagecoach in outside Pittsburgh. I was just in Pittsburgh over the weekend. Um, what? Why haunted? How, how, did, how did you guys know that, that it was haunted? Um, just from ghost stories our parents told us and, like, people who have come over to the house, they've actually seen, like, ghosts in the window. They've been inside and heard ghosts in, like, the other rooms. It's, it's really creepy. Luckily, we never saw anything or heard anything, but after hearing those stories, we were ready to run. <laughs> okay, so I over the weekend in Pittsburgh, I, I didn't know what to expect, and uh, I, I thought it was really beautiful. I kind of wanted to stick around a little bit, but you guys, you wanted to get the hell away from the ghosts, I guess. And that's what <laughs> brought you to New York? Pretty much, yeah. Then we were in New York for a while, which was awesome. Okay, so the transition from Pittsburgh to New York was you did a, a tour of Annie, um, and that kind of, that started you in the in the theater world, right? And then that you wound up being actors in the city, right? 
Right. We we started off in the tour of Annie, and then we moved to New York to do Annie Get Your Gun on Broadway. So is there a clause in your contract that Annie needs to be in the title of whatever show you do? Apparently. So many people would say that. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then you actually did uh, – one of you also did A Christmas Carol, correct? Yeah. Um, I still did A Christmas Carol. That was cool. Okay. So you were – on Broadway at a very very young age, did you like lots of people wait their entire lives for that to happen? Did it did it hit you at the time how big a deal that was? I mean, when you're a kid, you kind of look at it more as um, a lot of fun because you're sort of you're hanging out with um, you know if, if you're lucky enough to be in a show, there's you know a few other kids your age, you know you get to hang out with with new people, you get to run around an entire theater filled with school props. Um, I, I don't know, it's just it's it's. It was sort of like a really big playground, but it also, um, you, as a kid, you understood that it would work as well, and you had to act a certain way. You had to be professional about certain things, but we loved it overall. I'm sorry. Did you just say you had to act a certain way? Yes. He was a lot of fun. 
I heard I heard that there was a, some sort of dance on a table that you guys had to do. Oh my gosh, yes. Uh, wow, a really big dance. Um, in a dress uh-huh. and hopping and, and jumping up and down on a table. That was cool. It was a big ballroom party scene, I believe. That sounds like the perfect childhood you had. You could just yeah. be a kid and get paid for it. Um, yeah. Okay. So, uh, speaking of Broadway, you, you worked with uh, Nick Jonas on Annie Get Your Your Gun. How, how was that? Was there any inkling that he would grow up to be this adorable little superstar? Um, he was, you know, he was very talented when he was young. Um, he was always very professional. He, yeah, he he always acted very professional, which was awesome because we, we sort of related in that kind of way. And he was always singing. Um, I mean, I... Obviously, never would have guessed, but I knew I knew he had like a a great future ahead of him, which you know turned out to be awesome for him. So we couldn't be more happy. Awesome. Um, so, also pertaining to him, you guys worked with uh, one of the Jonas Brothers producers, PJ Bianco, on your uh, album. Do you? Uh, what was it like re- uh, recording with? I noticed that you record with these pretty high-profile producers. Do you think that they really add a lot to your sound? Yeah, especially PJ. We've loved working with him. It just—it really depends on the producer. Like if we we mix well with them. I mean, PJ, we pretty much have a great chemistry with, and um, I don't know. Everything seems to come out very well when we work with him. Yeah, yeah, something really clicks, and he has a great vision that that really works well with ours. So you know, our writing with his production, it just you know it explodes, and we we love the sound. That's great. Um, so this this new EP that you guys have, the Loring, is there? Uh, what is, what are the concepts behind it? Would you say? Um, well, it's it's definitely got a darker vibe about it. Um, we have these one word titles for all of the songs. We have um, Chameleon, Ninja, Banshee, Scuba, and Vampire. So um, it's definitely it's definitely sort of a darker thing. But we have really fun like driving guitars, and we have our electro pop grunge sound. And, um, you know, we're inspired by a bunch of different things, but it, we definitely wanted to go for a more electronic sound, but with, like, you know, uh, some sort of rawness to it and very, very heavy drums. Awesome. Well, I want to break our listeners off with your new song, Chameleon. Do you guys want to say anything to set it up before we play it? Um, not really, but we hope you guys enjoy it. This was the one we shot a music video for, and if they want, they can check it out on YouTube. And, yeah, just enjoy. Great. Uh, All right, here's Chameleon. We'll be right back with Blair and Jewel Rastanio.
do you guys have any plans to tour anytime soon? Um, hopefully in uh, August we should be doing a few shows. I know um, the end of July we should be playing a show at the Roxy. Um, and then at the beginning of August we are actually sort of making a little guest performance in Ohio at, um, at a show at the Canton Palace Theater. So. Okay, great. And then you think that a full, full-length tour might be underway come August? Uh, yeah, hopefully. That would, that's our ideal plan right now. Awesome. So you guys have been compared to uh, Avril Lavigne, the Veronica's, Haley Williams, the Paramore. Are these artists big influences on you? Surprisingly, no. Um, no, okay. <laughs> yeah, we, um, we're really into Block Party and Mike Snow. A lot of, like, um, indie electronic artists, I guess, indie rock artists. So, yeah. You guys into Sleigh Bells? Into what? Sleigh Bells. Oh, oh Sleigh Bells. Oh. Sleigh Bells? Have you heard of Sleigh Bells? I'm oh. sorry, what was that? No. <laughs> uh, the band Sleigh Bells. You said indie electronica. It immediately made me think of them. You should check them oh. out if you haven't. Yeah, we, we've heard of them before. haven't really listened to them too much, but... They're awesome. Um, so, okay, so they're not really influences on you, but more uh, more indie, uh, electro music. Uh, so, well, speaking of, you're, you guys are in this genre of electro-pop grunge. Can you tell me one electro artist influence, one pop influence, and one grunge influence that you guys have had? Oh, goodness, let me think. Um, electro... I mean, is, is Mike Snow considered a left show? I, yeah, so I would go with Mike Snow for the electro part. Um, let me think. I'm not sure about the pop. Pop grunge sort of is block party to us, at least, because they have, um, you know, they write in minor chords, and um, they're very raw in their guitar sounds, which is cool. Um, so I would say that's sort mm-hmm. of the grunge side. Um, and the pop influence... <laughs> Hmm. We're going to have to get back to you on that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, Spice Girls, maybe? Spice Girls, yes. Oh, goodness. <laughs> we loved the Spice Girls growing up. Yes, so I heard. Uh, so it seems that growing up, Spice Girls maybe were a, a guilty pleasure of yours. Do you, you guys have any uh, guilty pleasure artists today you like listening to? Um, Guilty pleasure artists. Let's see. Miranda Cosgrove, definitely. <laughs> she has she has a lot of fun that I like listening to. Miranda Cosgrove. Oh, okay. Cool. Wow. Um, she's admitted it to me too. Wow. And uh okay, so it's it's been said of you guys that you you're more than attitude and eyeshadow. What's what's the deal with bands like yours, including a lot of male groups and all the black eyeliner, eyeshadow, et cetera? Is makeup and our outfits big parts of your your live shows? Yes, actually, we love doing um, we love doing face paint. We like painting on masks on our face for some reason, and we we like to sort of go full out with costumes. Like I remember one show we dressed up as zombies with like fake blood and everything. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't know. I think it's I think it's that sort of Broadway like theatrical side in us that makes us sort of want to you know go all out if if we're on stage. Right. Oh yeah, that makes sense. Then, and do you? Why do you? Why do you guys want to kill pixies? What have they done to you? Pixies are evil. They they steal little children and leave people off their path. So 
Yeah. <laughs> That's a great answer. I cannot argue with that. So you guys are from Pittsburgh. I was just there over the weekend. Uh, big Kenny Chesney concert was like the talk of the town. Everyone in the city seemed to be all about it. What's the deal with Pittsburgh and country music? Oh, gosh. Everybody loves country music in Pittsburgh. I, like, I seriously, one of my greatest memories is, like, riding with our grandpa in his truck, um, listening to country music. That's all he would ever listen to. And so it's just basically anywhere you're driving around Pennsylvania, you'll pretty much hear country music. <laughs> um, I don't enjoy that. Do you like that? Um, you know what? I'll I'll just say this: country music probably has a soft spot in my heart because of family. <laughs> right. But we don't yeah. necessarily listen to it right now. Right. <laughs> um. So you guys spent. Uh, we were just talking about Pittsburgh. Then you spent four years in New York, and I read a quote that said, four years in New York made it time for you two to move to Los Angeles. Now, two years in Los Angeles for me made it time for me to move to New York for the rest of my life. Did do you like LA? Um, I think we miss New York a lot, but <laughs> I mean it's kind of it's it's a better move for us right now. Um, it's where our band is and, and our, our managers and, and everything like that. So it's it's, what it's do you tough. Think of the we like LA, it's but tough. we definitely miss New York because New York is so cool. Yeah. What do you think of the 405 shutting down this weekend? Well, I mean, we take the back roads to the beach anyway, so it doesn't affect us. <laughs> okay. Um, and uh, w when you were in L.A., that's when you started uh, playing guitar and writing songs. What made you get into that after you got out there? Um, I think just curiosity. Um, and we always kind of wanted to learn instruments. And our uncle was a drummer. And, or he is a drummer, but um, he, he taught us how to play guitar and, and drums and piano, and that kind of sparked my interest in guitar. And, um, yeah, that's kind of how it started. Okay. Um, and then you just picked up the guitar and, and never looked back? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. That's how it started. And, and um, Jewel, Jewel does, too. She plays guitar. And, um, yeah, it's really fun for us. Now... So you are on the guitars, and then you guys have a very diverse backing band with there's all different sorts. of You have uh, Polish roots, Italian, Korean, Mexican, Spanish Basque, Creole, Caucasian, Latino influences. Do you think that the diversity of your group contributes to the music? Um, it could. I mean, you know, it's definitely a part of who we are, so it could, definitely. It could. Okay. Um, <laughs> and... In your, your songwriting, you guys talk about wanting to go beyond what is typically written about, um, that, you know, you, you want to leave a little room for interpretation. Do you think that, that art, in its truest form, is the art that leaves a good deal to the imagination, that, that lets people um, get out of it what they will, rather than, you know, hammering them over the head with a specific clear-cut message? Is it the conscious thing that you guys say poetic and a little elusive in your, in your songwriting? Oh, I think that's one of the greatest things, like when you're listening to an artist or a favorite artist, if you don't know exactly what the song's about, I think you're more likely to adapt it to your own life and, and it becomes more relatable to you instantly because you think, oh, it could be like this. And, and you know, I, I went through a time in my life where this was, you know, completely relatable and, you know, you think the lyrics sort of relate to you more as opposed to just, you know, party, 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 blah, 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 you know, so. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
it's interesting you say that because one of my favorite all-time singers is Adam Duritz from Counting Crows, and and I can't think of one song where I know exactly what he's talking about. And even he, like, when they perform live, he he says that the reason they don't sound the same as they sound on the record when they're live is because he's still trying to figure out what the hell the song is about as he's singing it. Mm, that's interesting. <laughs> um, and. Uh, Along those lines, you, you've said that you're not here for fame, that you have a message to give. What would you two say this message is? What do you want to, what do you want to, what message do you want to spread to the world? Well, there there are many messages, I guess. I mean, you know, being famous isn't that important. It's just sort of, you know, sharing your music, sharing your experiences with people. Um, like I said, you always, you want to have relatable material. You want people to know that it's okay through your lyrics. You want people to know that they're not alone. And, you know, there's there's a lot to say, basically, in music. And, you know, we're trying to say all we can. So. Okay. Um, and you, uh, you've said that you're, you're, not, you're not really going after the, the shock or sex factor in your music. And, and your, your genre can be particularly heavy in that arena with all the makeup and the costumes and the big circus-like stage shows. Do you think that you still like to put the shock and sex factors into your music, or um, not? It's it's not that important. I mean, we're not going for shocking and you know, being overly I don't know sexual as most female artists tend to do these days. So it's mm-hmm. it's more like for an entertain for entertaining purposes, and we want it to be like you know we're not limiting ourselves to only older people. You know, we want to be able to entertain children as well as adults. So it's you know we're not. We're not going to do anything majorly like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe they just did that. But we definitely want it to be entertaining for a lot of people, you know? Okay, so you're not going to pull any Britney Spears-type stunts? Right. (laughs) All right. Um, So you guys have announced yourself as a band with searing passion, focus, and good humor. Is humor an important part of your music? I mean, I think so. It's good to take things lightly. Um, I think mm-hmm. I think guys in our band, uh, Mike, Chris, and Victor, they definitely have a good sense of humor. Um, so I don't know. We're we're all just we're goofballs. <laughs> we really are. So I I think that makes rehearsals and and shows a lot more enjoyable because nothing's taken too you know seriously. Who would you say are your comedic influences while we're on that? Do you have any favorite comedians or funny people? Oh gosh. Maybe Weird Al. <laughs> really? I enjoy him greatly. Okay. Uh, didn't he just he just debuted uh, his highest ever uh, record sales the other day, I believe. Really? Wow. Yeah, which is impressive because I didn't know he was still making music. <laughs> yeah, that's, really cool. that's cool. We watch his like little YouTube videos when he's like correcting grammar. It's pretty funny. <laughs> Um, so I have to ask you guys this. Uh, do you consider yourselves sullen teenagers with pretty faces? <laughs> Wait, what? Say that again? Do you consider yourselves sullen teenagers with pretty faces? No. <laughs> I don't think so. Okay. Um, we are going to play a game we always play on the show. It's called Hot or Hot Mess, where I give you guys a list of things. You tell me if they're hot or a hot mess. Blair and Jewel, are you ready? Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's go. Oh, the mess, love the mess, love the mess, love the mess, please, love the mess, love the mess, love the mess. 
All right. First up on Hot or Hot Mess, Panic at the Disco, Hot or Hot Mess? Uh, Hot Mess? Okay. Is that agreed upon by both of you? Yes. Oh, but I love them. All right. Next (laughs) up on Hot or Hot Mess. Um, Brendan Urie, by the way, is my biggest crush in Zach, uh, Zach Morris. Um, oh, almost said Zach Messner just now. That's my producer. That could be awkward. Hope he's not listening. Um, but you guys remember Table the Bell, right? Or are you too young? Uh, yeah, I remember it. Okay. Yes. All right. Moving on. Hot or hot mess? Evanescence, hot or hot mess? Um, uh, hot mess. <laughs> Good answer. All right. Next up. <laughs> On uh, Hot or Hot Mess, the Jonas Brothers, Hot or Hot Mess? Uh, hot, hot, sure. Hot. hot, sure. How about Justin Bieber? Hot, yeah. Hot. hot. Do either of you have Bieber fever? I don't, unfortunately. No. I didn't catch it. Sorry. <laughs> you didn't catch it? Uh, how about Lady Gaga, Hot or Hot Mess? Hot Mess. Yeah, Hot Mess, sorry. <laughs> You guys are not down. You're not little monsters. No, definitely not. Okay, why not? Um, it's just kind of scary. <laughs> <laughs> okay, really, with with your theatrical influence on your on your shows, you you, uh, you think she's scary? Yeah. See, that would be our our thing of that would be our view of taking it too far, basically. <laughs> <laughs> How about Miley Cyrus, hot or hot now? Hot mess. Hot mess. <laughs> hot mess. Good. How about Fallout Boy? Hot or hot mess? Hot mess. Hot mess. Definitely hot mess. <laughs> hot mess. Okay. How about Arctic Monkeys? Hot or hot mess? Hot. Hot. Love them. How about uh, Taylor Swift? Hot or hot mess? Uh, hot. Hot. Yeah. Hot. She seems like a nice girl. <laughs> and last up in on this section of Hot or Hot Mess, Lindsay Lohan, Hot or Hot Mess. Uh-huh. <laughs> hot Mess. Hot, hot Mess if you're talking about her now. Hot if you're talking about her in the parent chat. Yeah. <laughs> talking about her when? Mean Girls? Or in the parent chat. Oh, parent chat. Oh, you're taking it way back. Okay. Yeah. Um. <laughs> All right, so this next part of Hot or Hot Mess, I'm going to play you guys a series of audio clips from our show. You tell me if they're hot or a hot mess. First up is from Wicked and Aida and Footloose on Broadway. This is Ben Cameron's Neil Diamond impression. And girl, you'll be a woman soon. Hot or hot mess? <laughs> I don't even know. I'm going to say hot. <laughs> okay. Uh, is there a consensus, or is it one hot, one hot mess? <laughs> All right, next up is uh, from BH1 Single Ladies. This is Haviland Stillwell's Sarah Palin. There's a YouTube video um, that was originally aired on autostraddle.com, um, and it was edited by Reese, who's the editor-in-chief over there. Hot or hot mess? I guess it's hot. Sounds like it. Hot, okay. Uh, spot on. Next up on Hot or Hot Mess, this is hip hop legend Biz Marquis beatboxing on our show. Hot or hot? Hot, hot, hot. Hot. Next up on 
song, Hot or Hot Mess. This is from A Christmas Carol on Broadway. This is Jonathan DeMar's Rick Torn impression. And after that, he sort of says, he says, somebody owes me a martini. And the whole <laughs> table cracks up. He's like, somebody owes me a martini. Hot. And after that, he sort of says, oh, oh, sorry, sorry, I got a little trigger happy. Um, so hot, both from both of you? Yes. Okay, great. All right. Well, that does it for Hot or Hot Mess. Um, now, uh, Jewel, Blair, uh, thank you guys so much for doing it. This was a lot of fun. Anything you guys want to say before we go? Well, thank you for having us. Um, and tell your listeners, check out PixieKill.com. Absolutely. All right, listeners, check them out, pixiekill.com. And your new EP is, is available on, on all the, the online places now? It should be available, actually. It was, the date was pushed back. It, it should be available next week, um, July 12th, on, yeah, iTunes and Amazon. July 12th, iTunes Amazon. Check them out, pixiekill. Girls, thank you so much. Thank you. Take care. All right, that was Pixie Kill. Um, so, uh, the truth audio. I'm going to work on that. Um, and uh, between me and my associate producer, Mr. DeMar, we should get something to you soon. Uh, thank you guys so much for joining us. Um, we'll, we will post a video of the truth, uh, regardless of what happens with the audio. So, you know, be sure to check this site, back at this site again, because we will post the link here at the bottom under the comments section. Uh, now... This has been Blazing Rye Radio. I'm Ryan Holmes, July 7th, 2011, and I can think of no better way of ending this show than by saying, if it ain't showbiz, it ain't a biz. And lastly, somebody owes me a martini. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing... The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.